Hi, I'm Vanessa, a birth and postpartum doula, the modern doula. It takes a village to raise a child, and we built a village for you. In this podcast, we bring together leading obstetricians, mums, midwives, and more to empower you through every stage of your journey. Let us together develop a personalized approach that embraces the fact that no birth is the same. Each mother and baby's journey are unique and special in their own way. On today's episode, we have the beautiful Hannah who shares her birth journey to parenthood. She shares the fact that you can rewrite your birth story if you've had a traumatic experience. And not only is this a beautiful story to listen to, it was one of my birth clients that I'm very honoured to be a part of and to repave the way when it comes to birth. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Hannah. How are you? I'm good. Well, thank, thank you for coming today. Thanks for having so, me. We're going to talk a bit about you mm-hmm. and your journey into motherhood okay. and how that was for you. And so tell us, you've got two little girls. Two little girls from country Victoria. Yes. Um, Annie is two and a half. Yep. And Emmy is eight weeks tomorrow. Oh, little Bobby. Yeah. So the reason why I've got you on today is that you've got an remarkable story where you've come from different aspects of birth and different elements and what changed you to go different patterns when it came the second time. Yep. So let's jump straight in. Tell us a little bit about your, well, how was your pregnancy with Annie? Annie? Yeah, so she was a pandemic pregnancy. Yep. Um, So it was very different in couldn't have partners in appointments and scans and things like that. So she was born in March 21, so we basically through the pandemic of 2020. um, It was a little bit different for you guys up there compared to CBD Melbourne. Definitely, yes. And it comes to like what was so what was restriction? So could partners come to appointments? Because I know certain places like was different in rural country, right? Uh, So ultrasounds, Chris could come. Yep. But appointments in the doctor's clinic, he could not come. Okay. Um, Which is strange, right? Yeah. The same, like the ultrasound place is like right next door. Oh, in the same building? Pretty much. Okay. And in some he could come and others he couldn't, which was bizarre. Yeah. And navigating a first pregnancy and not having your partner in some of those really critical yeah. appointments was really hard. And also hard for him too, yeah? Yeah. Because like he wants to be there, doesn't understand what's going on. And it's the first, your experience it. So you want to experience it together, together. you know. Yeah. So you yeah. could come for ultrasounds, couldn't go for doctor's appointments. Yeah. Okay. So um, it was a relatively good pregnancy until around 24 weeks where I fractured my ankle and was in a moon boot. Oh, nice. So that was fun on crutches and navigating being unbalanced as it was. Yeah, and then, and then how, learning how to walk again. Again. In um, pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, so that was in the December right for Christmas, so yep. that was um, interesting. Yes. Yeah. And um, then towards the end of my pregnancy, things got a little bit interesting. Okay. I had low amniotic fluid yep. and was in for three times a week monitoring, so one ultrasound, two um I can't remember. Yeah, to check bubbles. Check, yeah, the yeah. heart rate monitoring. The heart rate. Yeah, yeah. 
So what we like for the listeners is that, so it's like a Doppler ultrasound which checks blood flow to Bubby mm-hmm. from the placenta to Bubby's brain. Yes. Yep, so that's what they were looking at. Yep. Yes, and along with um, her having a little bit of tachycardia towards okay. the end. So yep. reduced fetal movements and then an elevated heart rate Okay. in and out of hospital. So in that out. time could you have Chris to come with those appointments? Yes. Okay. So that was monitoring at the hospital in birth suite. So okay. he was able to come. Yep. Um, at that point it was, yeah, one support person okay. only throughout the the stay and limiting their movements as best they could. Okay. So trying not to like come, come and, and go. go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that started at 36 weeks. Okay. Um, and at 37 and 1, I went into spontaneous labour. Wow. Okay. So I was still working. Yes. Um, we'd gotten up that morning to finish painting our bathroom. And always, <laughs> it's like a thing when you're pregnant, you either have to be selling a house, renovating a bathroom, renovating a kitchen. It must go with like change yeah. or nesting and a whole nother level. But yeah, yep. so that didn't get done. Yep. I was in labor. Um, so we headed to the hospital. Yep. And from the start, something didn't feel right okay. in, in myself. I, yeah. Didn't feel, I mean, labour's pain, meant to be painful. Yeah. It is, but something didn't feel right. And at that point, I asked for an elective caesarean. So you're in, so pain, you're in hospital, yep. you're there, and you were like, give me a Caesar. Yeah. Based on just what you're feeling. Felt, yep. yeah, something was not right. Okay. I had one sided labour pain. Okay. Um, and I, to describe it, it felt like her, Spine was grating along my left side, my ribs, in a very bizarre feeling, okay. every contraction. Yep. Um, and obviously being your first, you have no idea if this is normal, normal or what's or going on. Yeah. yeah. And I don't have a high pain threshold. Okay. Well, I don't, yeah, believe I have a high pain threshold. Most women say that. Yeah. When, so, But um, I'm sure that you were working <laughs> at it like a champ. Yep. Uh, so... My obstetrician checked me and I was four centimetres. So I'd been labouring for three hours at that point. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's quick. Quick. So for mm. people like to not know, the hardest thing for a woman is to get from one centimetre to four centimetres. It's the hardest part of labour. It's mm-hmm. what we call pre-labouring. And so that baby's got to come down, even though that Bubby's on examination, you can feel Bubby's head where the cervix has got to thin out. Yeah. And that can take... A long time, yeah? So that's pretty quick. Yes, things were moving quickly. Yeah. Mum was not coping. Okay. Yeah, so um, they convinced me to have an epidural and you trust that the system and that that it's the right thing for you. So you got an epi? I got an epi, Um, which was good. It it was different. It was um, very, I couldn't feel anything. Okay. I couldn't move my legs. Um, was a weird sensation. Okay, but allowed me to rest. Um, and here so, we what were, time? Watching are these, TV. What, yeah, what, <laughs> watching really television. Yeah, yeah. What, do you remember what you were watching? The races <laughs> of all things <laughs> okay. on a Saturday. Um, so the epi was about eleven. So yeah. I'd been labouring since six a.m. to eleven. So yeah. I got a few hours, but I was exhausted. Yeah, unfortunately. I'd spent that time on the bed okay. um, and was not offered Movements movement. Movement. Peanut ball. No. Okay. Bounce the ball, shower. Yeah. And how was Chris while this was all going? Um, 
stressing. Yeah, yeah. he's a bit of a stress head when yeah. it comes to <laughs> labour. So were um, you worrying about him as much as like what you had to focus on at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, you want it to be a good experience for them as well. And at that point it was not going how I saw it going. Yeah. And yeah. so you were in like, it's interesting, like <clears throat> you're in your zone but you're also worrying about your partner. Yeah. Mm. So he was um, nervous. Nervous, yeah. They don't generally have a good poker face either. No. When it and comes to stuff like this. You're trusting everything that's going on around you. Yeah. So um, did you feel at this stage or what was going on that you weren't safe? Like what was what was coming up? Like were you talk like what what was coming up for you to feel that you were putting trust but there was no trust? Like what was this that yeah. was coming up for you? I wasn't, didn't feel listened to. Okay. Yeah. You know, I said mum instinct I think yeah. is really. Um, Intuition is powerful. Yeah. And I think sometimes too is that we're afraid to tap into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that you were feeling it when you, before yeah. your epi. So, so were you vote, like what were you, you were talking to them? Like what, yeah. yeah just. Yep. So there's a one midwife in the room um, taking obs and doing all that stuff. Yeah. And. I just kept saying I don't, something doesn't feel right. Okay. I don't know. I'm a first-time mum. Yep. Um, I've never felt, been in labour before, never felt this before, but something just. Didn't feel right. Didn't feel right. And you trust that, you know, they're saying you're a low-risk first-time mum. Yeah. There's, you know, no reason to rush to theatre to have a caesarean. So away we went with the process. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, it spiralled from that point. Okay. Yeah. Um, my labour nearly stopped on the epidural, which okay. I think can, can be quite common. Can happen. Yeah. Um, so I was placed on the drips. Oh, so they placed you on the drips. So this yep. is all spontaneously, so meaning that your body was doing it on its own. Yep. And sometimes why they would use a drip is that, Labor can stall. Yes. So the the fear sets in, or something that it's and it's and it's interesting to watch. And I've seen it before. Is that literally the body switches off, and you can be having full contractions to go to nothing, nothing. completely yep. gone. Um. So then that so that offered you the hormone, which is yes. the synthetic form of oxytocin. So yep. they put it in the drip. Yep. And then they ramped up again. Okay. From what I could see on the screen, obviously okay. I couldn't feel anything at that yeah. point. No tightenings, nothing. nothing. And you're so you got couldn't feel your legs. No. Okay. No. Yeah. So, a couple more hours went by. Uh, my obstetrician came back and checked me, and in that time, from the epidural at eleven to the drip around twelve thirty, I think one o'clock. By four o'clock, I was fully dilated. Okay. Ready to push. Yep. In keeping in mind, at no point had a midwife touched my belly, felt to see where baby was. Okay. So. And where was baby? She was twisted. Yeah. I think they call it left. It was anterior, but she was down my left side. Yeah. So she was coming in the wrong angle. So that's why you felt that grating on your hip. All along. Yeah. Yeah. So babies generally, the ideal position is coming Face down, coming down to the world. So your mm-hmm. baby was coming out from the side. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we pushed for an hour and I couldn't feel, you know, 
we talk about pushing into your bottom. Yeah. I couldn't feel feel anything. Okay. How I was pushing. Were you in birth suite at this stage? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So an hour went by and there's still no baby. Yeah. So. um, And still couldn't feel that. So even though Bobby was still in the wrong position, you you couldn't feel that grading anymore. Okay. Yeah. I was, the epidural worked right up. Yeah. Right, okay. There was nothing. I couldn't feel anything. Yeah. So, and then in what seemed like a matter of minutes, the alarms are going off on the machine and um, little Annie's gone into distress. Okay. I've got a temperature. And um, the decision was made to rush to theatre for an assisted delivery, prepped for a caesarean. Okay. In the event that things went went south. Yeah. 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 So... Off we go into this theatre room. Um, it's okay. Which is very cold. Yeah. Lots of people. Um, very scary. <laughs> yeah. You, you have, we've spoken about this before. When? How did you explain Chris? He was he in got scrubs. Se- he, got, he was in scrubs. He got separated from me initially. Yeah. Um, and I was wheeled in. And met some really lovely theatre nurses who were great. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just a very, I mean, I've never. So he wasn't with you when you went into theatre? Okay. No. So you sort of feel alone. Yeah. You don't know any of these midwives that yep. are in there, you know. Obviously, too, when there's been a change of shift, too. Yep. So yep. you've got new midwives, you've got theatre nurses, there's yep. a, a um, doctor scrubbed in ready for bub and. Yeah. You know, there's machines and the trolley with all the yeah. tools and yeah. things like that. So Wait, so what stage did Chris come in? Um, pretty much when we started to push okay. again, yeah. yeah. So um, she was a vacuum and forcep delivery. Yep. Um, and it took a long time to get her out Okay. at that point. Um, unfortunately... Do you know how long you were pushing for? I think it was, there was three or four of the vacuum. Attempts. Attempts. And then um, was the forceps. So it's, that's quite a few contractions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately when she was delivered via forceps, she had to come out because she was crooked, pretty much sideways. So they spun, tried to. Rotate her head. Yeah. Yeah. And in with me pushing, because at that point I had a spinal block. Okay. Prep for a cesarean. Okay. So I had absolutely nothing. Okay. Obviously with me pushing quite hard and the forceps um, and her coming out. Were you in stirrups? Yes. Yeah. Um, the wrong way. Um, I suffered a third degree tear. Okay. Did and you then, know that at the time? No. No. Okay. No. Um, and a postpartum hemorrhage. Okay. Mm. And so once Bubby was born, what happened from that point? She was put on my chest, although I was in a surgery. I oh, so you, so they, did they gown you? Yes. Okay. I was in a gown, um, which was put on my chest and that's about all I remember. Yeah. And Chris, do you remember where Chris was? He was sitting next to me um, on a little chair with his little scrubs on and his hat on and yeah. um, with the fear of life in his eyes. You could see. Yeah. And so Bubby's on your chest at this point and what happens post? Um, I had 
felt very ill. Because um, you were having a hemorrhage. Yeah. yeah. That I was um, going to vomit. Yep. So Annie was taken off my chest, um, taken over to the corner away from both of us. Okay. Wrapped up and then given back to Chris. Okay. And did he get to cut the cord? He did in yeah. the, yeah, quickly. Yeah. And my placenta followed her out pretty much. It was all very quick. So at that point, that's happened. I'm hemorrhaging, got a third degree tear. Bobby's okay? She was fine. Fine. Yeah. Okay. So focus was all on Always you. in a hurry, that child. <laughs> yeah. Still um, the same? Still the same. They do mimic, babies mimic their birthdays, I, yes. I believe. Um, and so focus of obviously then was on you. To me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember a lot. Okay. We're in there from, she was born at 6.26 p.m. and we didn't get back to the ward until about 9.30, 10 o'clock that night. Okay. So um, they were consulting an obstetrician in Bendigo on how to stitch me up. Okay. And I was just in and out of consciousness pretty much. They were pumping fluids into me and I don't really remember a lot except for the clock on the wall. The clock on the wall, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But mm. you, um, do you remember them talking to another surgeon on how to, and how was that for you being there that was? Worrying that they had to consult another obstetrician. Yeah. Who was in Bendigo, which is a probably 45 minutes to an hour from where, where we were. were. Um, yeah. And so Chris was just? Sitting there watching his wife, so, holding our brand new baby, and um, it's okay. Worried yeah. that I wasn't going to make it. Yeah, yeah. So when they were, so how, do you know how long you were in theatre for? I remember hours. I was. Yeah. So you were staying on on the operating table until they worked it out on the freezing cold. Yeah. Operating table. And so did they? Obviously, we're able to suture you and, yeah. um, and then get you on to recovery. Yeah. How was that, obviously, that traumatic, you know, like that's just, and it's just, yeah, birth trauma, right? We yeah. talk about it, we see it, we hear about it. And it's how are your hours after once you hit the ward? Like that was, because you've just recovered, yeah. not only from birth, but the complications post. How was that, like hours or days after? So um, I had worries about breastfeeding and yeah. then having a birth like that, I just was completely against it. Yeah. Um, so we went straight to formula, which in a way I was I was in a lot of pain. I couldn't move yeah. um, a lot and it allowed Chris to help, Yeah, which was really good considering what We'd just gone through. Yeah. Um, we were in the hospital for three nights mm. and the hospital itself, amazing. The aftercare was wow. really good. Um, just how it was handled was just. In the birth space. Yeah. 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 So from one corridor to another corridor was a completely yeah. different experience for you. Yeah. How were you, when it came to bonding with Annie, those days, how was that? We didn't instantly bond at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's okay. It's hard to explain. You love them 
yeah, they're your baby. But you've just been through this life-altering experience yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it didn't go the way you planned. Yeah. Yeah, and you just figure it's a card you've been dealt and yeah. that's just the way it is. It's like almost like when women talk and we've I've spoken to and it's like you're you're there physically but emotion like inside. Yeah. It's your and you don't remember a lot. I don't remember a lot of that experience. The brain works in mysterious ways to mm. be able to like switch things off. Yeah. It's like a protect it protects us. Yeah. And also you've got postpartum hormones and it does like you know women that haven't experienced what they you had gone through it's it's a click that has to sometimes happen yeah. so it's more common than what people actually talk about mm-hmm. so when you were um did they give you help or assistance did you talk about that what you were feeling or did you you didn't talk no, about it it's very taboo I think the whole um birth trauma yeah. space. But did you talk about how you were feeling towards Annie? Did you talk to Chris? No. No. Okay. No. I went into a very dark place. Yeah. Mm. Did he pick, could he tell? He would know. Yeah. Yeah. They. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so what made you or did you ever come to like to talk about it? Like obviously you've had now Emmy. Mm. When did you start talking about it? Like what made you now from this did you get the support from your maternal health nurses or anything? I mean, I think um, that's another thing with birth. You know, we get supported through pregnancy. Yep. And we get supported through childbirth. And for a lot of women, maternal child health come and visit you at your house once. Yep. And, yeah, you do visit them in the clinic at four weeks and eight weeks and so on. But there's not a lot of support postpartum. Yeah. Um. So I ventured out to mum's group yeah. um, to find that that support and um, did it help? Yeah. 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 Um, and I have a, a girlfriend who's a midwife and I think our girls must have been four months at least before, yeah. four to six months before we sat down and we're at the park and, you know, the girls were playing on the mat and we had a conversation about it. Yeah. And... Um, she shook her head at the things that happened, you know. And so was that the only time you sort of no one debriefed? So the the hospital staff didn't say, listen, let's chat what's happened to give you the support. So what post then had you to deal with your your three-degree tear? Like did you, you would have had issues post, right? Mm. And what, what issues would have come up for you? That's So I suffered... Um, urinary incontinence and still do to this day. Um, I saw a women's health physio through the hospital. Um, But like they say, until you heal, there's not much to do. I'll just go home and do your pelvic floor exercises and, you know, it'll all work out miraculously. Um, Did you have any pain post? Yeah, a long, long, long time. Yeah. 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 And it's obviously a hard thing to obviously wanting to conceive again, right? Mm. And that first time, obviously, wanting to have sex or even to think of having another child. Yeah. Was it a big thing? Like, was it a taboo? Like, was it, were you like, I'm done? Yeah. I'm still honestly surprised (laughs) that we have another child. (laughs) Yeah. Because, um, yeah, you don't recover from, like, 
it's just the most life altering thing was we have this beautiful baby girl and I yeah. adore her. Yeah. But my whole life has changed. I can't jump on the trampoline with my child. I can't run after my child without all these things that have happened to me just every day. It was becoming everyday life. Yeah. My incontinence was living life for me. Yeah, because yeah. of um, of what had happened. What had happened. Yeah. So track down two years later, mm. you decided we're going to do it again, right? Yeah. So. Which was all good until I got pregnant. Okay. Mm. So were you, before you fell pregnant, did you do research of what, did you say, oh, I can't do that again? Well, yeah, like you've got. We knew it had to change. Yeah. We had to. And for me, I wanted to rewrite the story. Yep. So in March of last year. To 2022. I had to think what year we're up. Two. Yeah. Yep. I feel like we've um, skipped a couple of years. Yeah. I went and saw a obstetrician in our hometown. Yep. Um, and explained this is what happened to me um, and just wanted some advice on how we were going to have this next baby. Yeah. And following my my tear. Um, I reckon I got five words in of I've had a third degree tear and she said, you have to have a cesarean. Straight up. How that make you feel? Um, shocked that she didn't know my story. Yeah. Um, all she knew is I'd had a third degree tear and I just felt like the, the choice of how you want to birth your child got taken away. Chemist Warehouse pick of the week is the Mama Move formula. What we're looking at here is zero to six months from, so perfect from birth and onwards, which is really great. Highly nutrients for bubbies in their first stages of life, right? So it is no GMO, it's Australian made, all pure ingredients. And that's what's really important when you're giving it to Bubba in the first stages of their life or development. Considering the fact that a vaginal birth was traumatic, mm-hmm. you were still con- still weighing up, is I'm happy. Were you questioning? Because some people would be like, holy shit, I'm having a cesarean yeah. from listening. Or yeah. could be listening and going, you know what, I'm not, there's no way I'm not doing that again. I felt like I got jibbed my birth. And I wanted to, um, yeah, rewrite the story, make yeah. it right this time. Yeah. I felt like I was owed that. I'd yeah. had that privilege taken away from me the first time and um, I was determined to make sure that I got so you, the birth that So I did wanted. you just see one opinion or did you go to? So I walked out of that appointment, phoned Chris and burst into tears. Yeah. Um, and he said, well, let's get a second opinion. So maybe a month later, we jump yeah. in the car and we came down to Melbourne Yeah, and um, we saw Dr. Joseph Scroy. And from that, that appointment with him. Yeah. So what was the was process? It. What was this? Why was this different? So <clears throat> he asked my birth story. He let me speak about my birth story and he asked Chris how it affected him. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and how how does Chris, well, I know, how does Chris <laughs> at the time explain, like, did he have 
well, like obviously for him, he had he dealt with it differently, and partners and spouses do. Do, but no one had ever asked him. Yeah, yeah. How was that for you? Yeah, yeah. So I think that was a big thing for him, and he just wanted it to be better for both of us. We yeah. both needed it to yeah. be a healing experience. Yeah. Um, we couldn't go through that again. Yeah. It would break us so, if we had to go through that again because it was tough on our marriage even. Of course it would have yeah. been. And, yeah. you you know, people don't talk about it and it's uh, obviously if you want to share that, it, even being intimate after something like that, it's, it, yeah, we don't, it's not that you don't want to, it's just it's hard. Yeah. Mm. And it feels so touched out, like you just yeah, everything from you know, having a baby and there's no there's not a lot of time yeah. for each other as it is. Yeah, you're sharing yeah. your body. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You get to yeah. this stage and you know, you're like oh. And I, I wasn't breastfeeding, but yeah. I was still her um comfort and I you still, you know, People can't see the scars and sometimes the biggest scars are the ones that we can't, they're not actually on show for yeah. people to see. So, and you hadn't really given the tools to talk about it. No. So you only that one time that you sat with your friend mm. in the park yeah. that talked about it. In a proper debrief, yeah. No, no one no. talked about it. So Joe explained, well, Joe gave you the opportunity to talk yeah. about it, right? Let us talk about it. Had a big cry as I do. Yeah, and <laughs> um, and he said, right, well, go away, get pregnant, and when come back and see me, and we're going to do some testing and things like that. Yeah, before we make a decision of what path you you take to have this baby, and leaving that compared to your last, he wasn't taking away the the way I wanted to birth from me. Yeah. We knew that whatever way it went, if it ended in a cesarean or I chose down the track to take the cesarean path, yeah, that it was going to be healing and beautiful and calm and just different. Yeah. So it wasn't, I was not against a cesarean. It was having that choice, choice. taken away from you. Yeah. You always want something more when you can't have it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I know one like just like give you a hug, is that the fact that you are, you had an experience and I'll just go back on that, is that the fact that you had a vaginal birth that was traumatic being left in theatre and not knowing what was the outcome at then, still wanting a vaginal birth. Yeah. Yeah, and people would yeah. probably go, you're crazy, right? Mm, <laughs> yeah. Have you heard that a couple of yeah, times? Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But, that's, but that was your choice and you wanted to rewrite that. So from that Obviously, your drive home two hours from Melbourne was a different different, different chat yeah. on the way home. So I was Googling and researching and on Joe's page and, yeah. you know, and, um, yeah, seeing all these beautiful births that he gives people. And yeah. so we went home and it took a while to conceive Emmy. Yeah. And um, I still remember finding out I was pregnant for the second time. Uh, it was just before we were going away for a boozy weekend with our friends. Kid Always free. the way. <laughs> and um, we ended up telling them very early. Yeah. Um, and we had this beautiful weekend celebrating that I was pregnant and I'd almost forgotten um, about birth. Birth. Yeah. Yeah. And we come down and we see Joe. 
for our first appointment and um, scans and there's little little bubba in there and yep. was all excited and, and we get in the car to drive home and I think it hit me at that point that you are pregnant and you have to do this again. Yeah. Whatever way that will be, you have to do this again. And um, the fear set in. Yeah. So we talked and and um, Chris said, whatever you need to do to make this what better. Did, what did you do? Let's do it. <laughs> so I did some research and I came across Vanessa. Me. Yeah. And I'll admit at the start I had to Google, <laughs> what, what is a doula? <laughs> um, yeah. So I made the... The contact with you. Yeah. And um, what did you say when you said to Chris you need a doula? I said. He's like, a what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A what? <laughs> yeah. Um, but he he was supportive with yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were from country Victoria and we was, money was, you know, yeah. the cost of living. We were factoring in private obstetrician. Yeah. Driving down. Different. Yeah, driving multiple times. Times, um, you know. So, in his mind, is how much is this going to cost? Yeah, yeah. But do what you need to do. Um, so I made the contact with you. Yes, I and, do remember. Um, you rang me. Yeah. One afternoon, and we're dealing with a sobbing mess, weren't you? <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So, well, we need to like you. You need to talk about it, mm. right? And I will, and we know we'll talk about it a little bit more. But we, it's good to unpack. Mm. And you, ha- you, you have to tell the story, yeah. just like you told Joe or told the other OB. You need mm. to just. There's reasons why, and there's everyone's different why they contact me, mm. right? So your situation was different. Yep. So yeah, it was important to. Yeah. And I know you keep saying to me, "Oh my God, what did you think?" <laughs> it was like it's okay. Some people don't even have a st- big story, and they're on their phone, and they're just like, "I don't know," you know, they just cry, and that's yeah. okay. Because I think at that point, um, you know, it was the last time I'd probably spoken about it was with Joe in the March the year before, and yeah. So we're into twelve months later. Yeah. Um, and we got on the discussion of my first birth again and I think that's when it became really raw for me that, hang on yeah. a minute, I have to do this again. And you have to yeah. unpack it. I have to that. unpack it because if I don't deal with it now. Yeah, and you had a doula that made you unpack it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously then we chatted and then you mm. went off and then you said to Chris, I need a doula. <laughs> I need Vanessa. Yeah. She will be the best friend that I didn't know I needed in labour. Jeez, girl. Yeah. Um, so then we set up a Zoom, right? Mm. So then I got on, spoke to Chris. We bring Chris in <laughs> and um, you asked him the question. What was the question? How did Hannah's first birth make you feel? Yeah. And so there's only two people have ever asked that question and that mm, was me and Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even know Joe asked the question. No. I just asked the question because... It's not just, it's both of you. And I think We've the been, partner gets, yes, it's important about the birthing mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know we're now, uh, and even when you're pregnant, no one, uh, like, it just goes straight to you, right? doesn't go to aunt like the partner and mm-hmm. you've got, well, he was watching you there. Of yeah. course he's, I'm going to ask him how it was for him. T- for him. Mm. So and, yeah. He needed to unpack it too. 
Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah, to move forward. Yeah. And um, we got off that Zoom meeting and I looked at him and we sort of looked at each other for a minute and um, he was like, yeah. All right. And then we, we started. Need <laughs> <laughs> and then we started our process. Yeah. So obviously we, with all your appointments with Joe, then we know you're pregnant. So then what's the next stage? So we needed, he needed to find out which way to, yeah. what's your options? So we go back down to Joe, um, I think it was around the 12-week check, yeah. um, had an ultrasound in the city and went to see Joe and said to him, what do we do? What, where do we where go? Where do we go from here? Yeah. So he thought it was best that we see a colorectal surgeon. Yep. So Dr. Jamie Keck from St. Vincent's. Yep. And um, uh, we go across there and to see him. explain to the listener why. Why would he send, why did he send Why, yeah. So um, obviously a third degree tear is quite significant. Yeah. And for Joe, he knew that I wanted a vaginal birth and he needed to make sure that my heel, like my scar was healed and safe for me to have another vaginal birth so yep. that I didn't tear again. Okay. So yep. you go off to St. Vinny's? Yep. And we do some tests. Okay. And I think that was more nerve-wracking for me, um, waiting just to make – it was more wanting to make sure I was healed. Yeah. Yeah, because I still suffered from a bit of pain and things like that. So, yep. of course, in your mind you're thinking – I'm not healed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And we knew and we discussed at whatever point it went then, we were okay with. Yeah. Also, I thought I was okay with. Yes. Yes. Um, So Jamie did some tests and sent the report back to Joe and our next appointment that we went down, he was to deliver me the news that everything was healed. And if that was the way I wanted to go, um, we would be safe to do that. So at this stage, you're thinking, oh, this is good. Mm. I'm done. I'm healed. Yeah. This is great. Were you healed? No. No. (laughs) So, but of course not. Yeah. So you know you have the options and that's that's what we want to talk. And you've already started at the start of the podcast. You wanted to rewrite your journey. Yeah. So we had like, yeah, so you knew. So at this point now you've made made contact with me and let me know. Yep. And... Um, we sort of start our journey a little mm. bit differently, don't we? So you yep. start contacting. We had our sessions, obviously, and there were certain things that in our chats that I would come up with and the fact that would come up for you mm. in your sessions that was theatre. Theatre triggered you. So even if we knew that you were to have a cesarean birth, you understood that where you had to go mm. and that was theatre. Yes, there was no cesarean in birth suite. I had to go into that yeah. environment. And you're a vet nurse, right? So yep. you understand, you understand theatre, like it's mm. obviously a little bit different, yes. but it's the same, yeah? You but I'd vet nursed and yeah. been in there. And the, tr- the silver trolleys, yep. the whole, the, the, be- yeah, the, the lights, the lo- everything, the little anaesthetic machine is just working on yep. different, right? So you understand and, you know, but a question, walking into work, would that trigger you? Or was it just different? Well, I am an insurance broker yeah. now, so yeah. um, bit no? different. No, yeah. so no. that was fine. Um, but if I had to probably go into a surgery, yeah. a vet nurse surgery again. Oh, yeah, you'd look at, look mm. at it differently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of our chats with Joe mm. came in and so I attend your appointments. Yes. And we started talking about it. So obviously with 
what we in our sessions came up for you, we talked it as collectively as a team. Yes. All right. So then Joe understands what's coming up in our sessions. Mm. And so our next step was to help you desensitise or come to terms with being in in theatre. Because every time Joe would mention the word word theatre, tears. Tears. Yeah. So, So, yeah, we were talking about it behind the scenes, but I don't think he fully understood what was what yeah. was going on? But then, when that's why mm. we came, we had these meetings. Yep. So we know collectively, and this is why, no matter who your your OB, your midwife, is that you need to be open and transparent because they're not going to understand or know mm. where your um, where you're feeling. They're not going to guess it. They're not no. mind readers. If you're not going to be open and tell them, they're not going to know. And how you can't expect them to yes. know. And I think people, we do expect them mm. to know. Like, come on. Dude, why yeah. don't you know what yeah. I'm thinking and what I'm feeling? <laughs> we do that with our husbands and partners. Yeah. Like they're not going to pick it up, right? No. So so it's not that I, this is where I, Adula comes in about mm. advocating. Yes. And so you advocated for yourself and we talked about what was triggering you and that was theatre. The yes. word theatre was um, a big aspect of what mm. in our discussions. So our suggestion. Well, I couldn't voice how I was feeling often in these meetings with Joe, um, and I would look at you <laughs> to talk for me. So we came up with the analogy that... Oh, you came up with this analogy? I came up with the analogy that Vanessa was our translator. So you say? Joe would speak Italian, Vanessa would speak Italian and English, and we speak English. So, so I interpreted You're our interpreter. <laughs> so he'd look at me and say theatre and I'd cry and not say anything, and I'd be looking at you like... <laughs> Can you please talk to him? (laughs) Explain to him. So I would go back in my language and we would talk talk. and then I would interpret back to you. So, yeah, I like that that analogy that I I speak and I do. I interpret and, you know, anyone that does watch or follow Joe, he is very good in analogies. So it's not as if what he does and say, but sometimes it's almost that your brain shuts off because there is this traumatic experience Mm. that you just go, glassy-eyed or you just, and we will talk about, we'll talk about that. <laughs> but it's this glassy-eyed effect that we're just someone, and we know that as soon as you walk into any doctors, mm-hmm. you only you only actually take in 10, like 10% of their, your consult. Yeah. And you forget. You do. All the things that you want to ask him. Yeah. Every time he'd say, any questions for me? Yeah, but I've forgotten them because... In that process, we've spoken about theatre, yeah. which has triggered me, and then I go, I'm the sort of person that when something is um, frightening or yeah. scary or triggering for me, shut down. Yeah. Mm. We, we all do. Yeah? yeah. Like it's this. But then I forget everything I wanted to ask him. Yeah. So you became the person <laughs> for me that I'd look at you and go, so this is what we've talked yep. about. So this is what it was. And because so, you know behind the scenes we're doing those Zoom calls and you know how we're feeling and we're talking about birth and different ways that we're going to birth the baby and things like that. So you know behind the scenes how I'm feeling or Chris is feeling. Yeah. Um, so we bring it into Joe and yeah. explain to him. So he's in the know. So it's that whole team situation. situation. Yep. So in one of our consults, that we spoke, we and Joe suggested mm-hmm. that we do one of our consultations 
In the theatre. In the theatre. And so we did. Yes. And so it was we sat there and not only for you, you know, for you to get emotional when we sat there, it was interesting to see Chris Mm. and how he. Which was hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And for him to be emotional. Yeah. Yeah. So no, not you, it's triggering for you, your patient, Mm. but it, and, and I know we've had these chats with Chris that he didn't realise that it would have triggered him Mm -hmm. also going into that space. Because we've been through that. As a couple, together yeah. in that theatre room, we shared those that traumatic experience together. Which is also a time that you become parents, yeah. right? Which so, is meant to be, you know, you see on social media and the Instagram and Facebook of beautiful birth big, pictures, beautiful birth yeah. pictures, and that for us was not yeah. like that. So we sat, we sat in theatre. Mm. And it, we didn't talk much, did we? No. We sort of sat there. We got you to feel or just be. And you and you mentioned it before is the clock. The clock. And the clock was a big trigger. Trigger. It wasn't mm. the sounds of the anaesthetic. wasn't the operating table. It was the clock. Why was it the clock? Because in my first birth, I just watched it tick around for what felt like a lifetime. Yeah. But for those two hours or so, I just watched it go round and around. And around. And yep. so that was your trigger. That and the trolley. The trolley. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The, the trolley. trolley. Which, like we said, if we go down this path of a cesarean. Because you remember the forceps. Yes. That's right. Yeah. 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 We would position the trolley. Out of view. Yeah. So that's but unfortunately, what... <laughs> we can't cover the clock. <laughs> I can't cl- cover the clock in theatre. I can cover the clock anywhere else. But it was, that's right. So if we knew what was, that we would change it. So yep. we chatted. We chatted with Joe. Joe left us. We. He went. I think he even threatened to put me in a room full of clocks <laughs> oh, that's at one point. Tick tock, tick yeah, tock, yeah. Tick tock. Um, no, but it was that the f- we, you know, and then we did our chat. Yep. Yeah. So we had our session in that space. And then I, we, you went home mm-hmm. and I gave you a whole range. And we don't have to talk about it on this podcast. Homework. Mm. I gave you homework. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was hard mm. and you were like, my preppy that didn't want to do homework, <laughs> didn't want to do her reader, you didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's sometimes really scary to feel because you don't want to go back and feel and to feel You've got to slowly work with what we had. And we knew that we started with the clocks and we joke about the clocks, Mm. but we talked about them and how that felt and what it was, not only for you, but we also were having these sessions with Chris for him to do, but I did give you work to Mm. do. And it's hard, you know, and it's you you got to, you know, people sometimes are afraid to go to therapy because they don't want to unpack it. They don't want to feel it. They're scared of what there is. But we also knew the clock was ticking for another reason and that yep. was because you're about to have another baby. Yep. So we knew we... I could not go into that birth yeah. with that trauma, yeah. that baggage. And I think, like you said, when it comes to that birth, we have to let that go. Yeah. We can't we talk about that anymore. We can't compare our birth to, the, to Annie's birth. We have to let that whole journey 
it's the it is our journey and it is it was part of you was part of yeah yeah getting our beautiful little girl different team but we have to do it differently and that's why for Chris and I we you know yeah spent the time came down to Melbourne yeah got the team got the team yeah so after all the big work, and it was hard, it was very hard for you, and I remember, and I'd check in, your daughter's made you do some stuff <laughs> that we need to work with. Yep. And it's not only for that, for me giving you homework, is that you're unpacking stuff that you, you never did. Mm. And even if it wasn't that you were not going to have another baby, you chose not to, going into another medical procedure could have triggered it at any stage. Absolutely. So you just don't know mm. what, where and what it is. So we did do a lot of work. There is a lot of, and I know that people follow me on social media, there's a lot of things that I don't share, which I will share obviously on the podcast, of yeah. what I do behind the scenes. Yeah. And it's um, it's important for you. Mm. And so when we're coming and we had those chats for birth, especially for our chats, it wasn't very much Oh, Annie's birth, Annie's birth, Annie's birth, Annie's birth. Yeah. Right? And so it was like, okay, I know. And we knew, of course, it's going to, it's not, you're not always, you will always have that scar that's going to be there, right? Yep. We will look at it and go, yep, I already know. I, yep. I feel it, yeah? But it wasn't what it was from that very first phone call that we had. Mm. Right? The whole experience. Yeah. It's different. And so I attended your appointments. We did mm-hmm. lots of work to heal. And it was that coming to the time that we know that you're about to have a baby. Yeah. yeah. And so for being in that birth space with you, with the birth of Emmy, was a different experience, obviously for you and for Chris. Like yeah. you guys were laughing in there. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously still things came up for you. Mm. Yeah. And that's okay. And it, we, you know, doula, birth coach, whatever you want to call me, was a different experience in that space mm. for you when I knew that you were about to go into that that space again. Now, you were booked in for an induction but yes. went in spontaneously pretty much on your own. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So As well. So you're back. And it's interesting too when your body knows what's going to happen mm. that you, know, you almost hold it in. Yeah. You're holding in birth because you know that it's you're not ready for it. Which I think happened. I mean, we'd been to see Joe on the Tuesday. You yeah. attended the appointment. Yeah. Um, and I was dilated slightly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we had, we joked about, when I, you said, oh, I think I'll see you before Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I had things I wanted to do, so I'm pretty sure. Like Get your you say, nails and your yeah. hair done. Is that what you needed to do? We all need to do the whole, you know, yeah. get I our had, brows done. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. So I didn't go at that point into spontaneous labour. Yeah. Um, I had early signs of labour, definitely. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. Like the yeah. body is so powerful. My body knew. Yeah, and it's interesting because you went at Annie 37? 37 and 1. Yeah. Spontaneously. Yeah, yeah. So, so on your own. To get past that was I was looking at every niggle or every pain 
as... But you're also fearful because you're like, holy shit, I'm two hours from Melbourne. Yes. So, yeah, so you're like, I can't do this. I'm not doing it on the side mm. of the freeway. Which Even though we thing. joked about it all the time. Um, but that was something, and it is, like it's mm. you were holding. So you stayed down in Melbourne and we know we were going to have baby on Friday. Yeah, but your body. Our doula had an important birthday <laughs> that she had to attend on the Saturday night. And yeah. Joe had a very important football game. <laughs> On the Friday night. But you were also very paranoid so, that you were going to give birth because technically by the time you got there, we would have been three hours from Melbourne. Correct, yeah. yeah. So if Chris happened to be at work when I'd gone into spontaneous labour, he's half an hour from home. Yep. So the process and then obviously in my, our mind, he'd had dreams that I'd given birth on the and side of the so highway. it's so interesting when we were talking about booking you in for birth, mm-hmm. knowing that you're here in Melbourne. Yeah. The induction part didn't scare you. No. It wasn't and not a, it. A induction often scares yeah. people. So for sure. what, it wasn't that you were but we didn't you went in on your own. Yeah. Yeah. I, once I think, you knew you were safe. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. And I think I really, you know, have I was also worried about Joe not being there, you know, and um we'd gone through this process as our team. Yeah. And for me it was really important that he delivered my baby. Yeah. Yeah. He and knew so. The history and um, we knew it had to be very controlled because of my injury, like yeah. from my first birth. So when it came to pushing. When it came to it. So um, I was booked in and we, it was a bizarre feeling, Chris and I driving down to Melbourne yeah. to have a baby and knowing that by the next day yeah, we were going to have our little girl in our arms. So yeah. we drove down and. I remember having conversations. I must have been pretty quiet, which is unusual for me because yeah. we can talk. talk. Yeah. Um, and Chris put his hand on my arm and said, you know, what's wrong? You okay? Sort of thing. And just said it's it's here now. Like, we're here. We're here. Yeah. yeah. And um, I said, I think I just don't know if I can do it. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And that it all sort of. Started. So we'd got to a point where I could talk about Annie's birth and and um, I didn't get upset and, yep. you know, I was whatever way this birth with Emmy went was I was okay with. We'd been in theatre, we'd done the work, you know. But it's here. If I went for a cesarean, Joe had said that I could do a maternal assist, which, um, you know, I had all the options. To me, I had every option under the sun and yep. I was ready until we drove down to Melbourne that night and um, the fear set in. Can I do this again? I don't have a high pain threshold. What if I can't deal with the pain? Then you get on the phone with your doula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, we did talk that yeah. night and you <laughs> said you can do this. We've done the work and um, yeah. you'll be there holding my hand. So we Then gave okay. you a track to listen to while yeah. you slept, did all these things. Yeah. So it's the whole... Having you as a doula for us, well, you're not our doula. You're not going to make a, me girl cry. <laughs> yeah. But you're not our doula. You were our friend at that point. Yeah. We'd been through some pretty raw stuff. And um, you were going to be in that space with us, which was, yeah. God. It's a, God. <laughs> yes. It's a special. Yeah. It is. A know, sp- to yeah. be in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a special space. So yeah. we um so it's baby day. It's baby baby yeah, the night before baby yeah. day and um we've got this beautiful midwife, Jin, who was amazing. Yeah. And um 
were chatting with her and the funny thing was Joe was meant to come in at, I think it was about 7 o'clock and do the um, prostaglandin gel. Yeah, yeah. To soften my cervix. I was dilated. Yeah, yeah. But. Um, he just yeah. wanted to help with the cervix. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he wanders up and um, does the gel and he said, you know what, give it an hour and you guys can go for dinner. Oh, cool. This is great. Date yep. night last night, you know. You being in Melbourne? Being in Melbourne. Chris books our favourite restaurant. Yeah. And um, down the road and for eight o'clock and. It's a perfect way to before you're having a yeah. baby. Didn't it's, happen. No. The cramp started pretty much immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So my body knew. That it was going to kick off. What it was going to do. Yeah. So. So we're coming in and mm. we'll go and that. Once I do arrive in the hospital and there's a whole nother level. And we talked and we mm-hmm. I do set up the room. Remember yep. we set up with fairy lights. Yeah. For us, once things started and we arrive on the, the day of the baby, the, mm. the day's baby being born, is that for me to watch and having a good team mm. is that when you would go into these, the flight, they didn't happen very often, but when you did, it was just that re-coaching that you can do this. And yep. it was something that we did and worked through and we got you in the water and in the in the shower and did all those sorts of things. And we jo- and, jo- and Chris laughed a lot in the morning, obviously until mm. things kicked off. And yeah. Ate my meal. Ate your meal. Mm. Yes, we do have photos of dads eating their meal, the meals while women are in labour, but that's yep. okay. They have to eat. Don't, yep. make, don't make them feel bad. And he did say, I feel bad eating this while she's having <laughs> contractions, but that's why you have a doula. Yeah. Um, but we don't want him to get a, you know, hypo and hit the floor. Yep. But we, your birth is, and I do remember in that space being you when you would eat that fear. And I would, that was why obviously you say that having a friend in there, I could pick it up. Yep. Instantly, probably from the minute you walked in, like I knew mm. you're like oh, you can probably tell from my text message <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, my waters have broken. Yeah, I need to get here. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, because at that point, you know, we've got beautiful midwives around and that, but you weren't there. Or you were still you know, yeah, on your way. way. Yeah, yeah. And so the fear set in for me. Yeah, I needed you there. It was like yeah. four o'clock in the morning, and yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's um. all good. It's all good. <laughs> you rolled over and you're like, pop, something. Oh, yeah. The waters, your waters have gone. You were up anyway. You knew it was happening. Yeah, I knew. Sure. Yeah. I knew it was happening. So, yeah, I needed you there. So, yeah. Once you were there and the room was set up and I think then for me, you were like, right, let's go in the shower. Let's do this. Whereas, you know, otherwise I would have just probably laid on the bed like last time, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, Tens Machine was on and we were on the ball and we were doing all those things. But for us, it's not that what we were thinking about, you know, how can we make this more comfortable? Yeah. You come in and say, and you know, boss everyone around. Hey, come on. <laughs> right yeah. here, we're doing this, we're doing that. And yeah. for me as well, you know, when you need a drip or you've got to get out of the shower and have these things done. Yeah. yeah. Um, having you explaining, I think, because I did shut down. Yeah. That is my nature. Is Your mechanism. Just, yeah. Yeah. So. And when you did, did that, and I, I knew straight away, mm. you'd give me this look, like that you look that you would give Joe, like mm. what is she talking? 
So then what I would do, and we had fantastic midwives in that mm. space, is that I would get them to reiterate basically what I'd said yep. to you because you weren't listening to me, but I knew you would listen. To yep. start. So it was not only for me but the team. Yep. So then that was what it was. Yeah. Now we're coming to you worked amazingly and you from 4 o'clock, I can't remember, what time was Emmy born in the after, like uh, 2? 2.53. Yeah, so you laboured very quickly, right? Mm. So coming towards the end and as we know that you're going to have baby, all right? So we know you're about to deliver. Yep, had the epidural. Yep, and you had an epidural. Had the drip because the same thing happened again. Yeah, so yep. we're waiting. We're there. Yep. I get checked. You, this epidural is different to it. Amazing, yeah. Oh, at the start, a bit rocky. It was a little bit lopsided, wasn't quite working, yeah. but we got there in the end. Yeah, but um, you could feel your legs. Yeah, I could move my legs the whole time. Could you feel your contractions? You yes. Could, and remember what I said to you, mm. can't take, takes away pain. Pain, not pressure. pressure. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. And mm. a good epidural will never take that pressure and yep. baby's head is crowning. Yes. All right. And we want you to have a good epi that when it is to come to push, mm. You know when to push. You can mm. feel it in your body. Yep. And we had that chat and I remember at one stage just before Bubby was born, you said, take me to theatre because mm. you flick that switch again. Yeah. So we're all in the room. And what did <clears throat> Joe say to you? We've done. You've done all the work. You've done the leg work. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember him putting his hand on my shoulder and saying, you can do this, looking at you and you saying, you can do this. And looking at Chris and him saying, you can do this. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, everyone's <laughs> wanting to probably know at the end how Emmy entered the world yep. by a vaginal. Beautiful. Birth. Birth. Did you have any tears? The slightest grace. Slightest grace. Yeah. Yeah. No episiotomy. No episiotomy. No, no carp, forceps. No forceps. You yeah. did it all. Yeah. Yep. Told you you could do it. I wasn't. Everyone thinks I'm lying in that space, but you did it. Yeah. And then we um, put Bobby on your chest. Yeah. Yeah. And we all sang "Happy Birthday." Yes. Yes. To our unnamed baby at that point. <laughs> That's okay. No pressure. We sing "Happy Birthday, Baby Girl." Yeah. And yeah. And I remember writing a text to you after congratulating you, and you said, "What did do you remember? What you said?" <laughs> and it's been healed. You feel healed. Yep. So we're going to obviously, we could talk for hours. Oh, yeah. But your biggest message, so for people that are listening to your story, yep. you have rewritten your story in a different way. Yeah. And the reason why I got you on, not only because you were my client, but what was your biggest statement always through this journey that you wanted to tell people? <laughs> it's okay, big breaths. Yeah, so I think for me um, and for Chris, if, you know, birth trauma is so common. Yeah. And I figured that every birth would be like that for me. That's just the card I've been dealt and, yeah, yeah, that um, I wouldn't get a, a healing birth. And um, you just think that it'll be the same again, you know, and I wanted to, I needed to have, faith that in the system again because I got jibbed the first time and um, you do think going back into the hospital and trusting, I think, the system 
yeah, was really hard. And um, women need to know, like, you can have that beautiful birth you deserve. Like, everyone deserves to have a birth that is empowering and healing and no matter how way, whatever way you birth your baby, it's hard, whatever way you do it. do your research. Yeah, but have a team, have a doula who advocates for you. Yeah. Yeah, in that space. Have an obstetrician that gives you the opportunities and supports, you know, does the legwork as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, um, yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And um, I'm honoured to have been in your space. So, she was nearly born on your birthday. She nearly was, <laughs> nearly was on my birthday. But yeah, all my all the babies are beautiful. Like I'm so close. I've always had a baby. Three. I've had three born the day before. Never on the day. That's <laughs> okay. But she's my little Virgo baby, so that's okay. Yeah. But thank you, and um, it's been an absolute honour to be part of your rewritten chapter of mm-hmm. childbirth. Yeah. We'll do it again. You can do it again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Chemist Warehouse. For more, join our Facebook group, The Modern Dula.